Hey guys, James here. Before we get into the show, just want to give a little shout out to a friend of the podcast, Cosmic Shock Productions. They recently released their first short film called Victim 23. Go check it out on YouTube. The link is in the description. And now on to the show. Hey guys, I'm James and with me is John. I'm John. And we are podcasting today. Trying to anyway. In this episode, we are going to be talking about a television show that I like quite a lot called Taskmaster. It is a British panel comedy show, and we ended up watching series two or season two for us Americans because it was about five episodes long, which uh, normally the other seasons are like eight or ten, and they're like 40 minutes episodes. Uh, and also, I felt like this episode, the first episode of season two was a very strong episode. And John has never uh, watched the show before until now. And John, have you ever heard about the show? I think so. Um, I think like I heard someone say that like Twitch streamers were like watching it and that was their content was them watching it and talking about oh it as they're God. watching it. Yeah. That's sad. But also, I think that you actually showed me an episode once. That popped into my head recently. I was like, you know, there was something really familiar about one of these episodes, and I think it's because you showed me it, or at least a clip, something. I must have shown. I I definitely know I've talked to you about it before, and I've most definitely showed you a clip. Arthel seemed to remember it when I was saying it, too, so I think you showed us both. Like, I think it was... Is it is that old enough that it was when you lived down here? Oh yeah, uh, I believe so. I mean, series two happened in two thousand sixteen. I think when we went over, like one of the last times, I guess you showed us. Probably because I think I moved out two thousand eighteen. Okay, but yeah, other than that, like it's just it never been something on my radar. Like those two things I just told you, those are the only two times I've ever heard of it. Just. Before we get into the actual make of the show, just very broadly, uh, how much did you love it? Because this is like one of my favorite shows. You know, you and me are somewhat similar, you, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, first off, I don't know where you get that we are similar, but <laughs> I started watching it and almost immediately was like, I have no idea why James thought that this was something for me. I really didn't enjoy the first two episodes. Like, I was just kind of... There was parts I enjoyed. There was a lot... You know, there was good things, but... Right. Um, I was just, like... I, I, I've, I'm not into, like, reality shows, panel shows, game shows, anything that's, like, not, like, either, like, a documentary style or just, like, straight-up fiction. Like, I just kind of don't care, you know? Um, okay. I think that I felt that it was too long like to start but as it goes on it gets better in that way so like in the beginning i felt like the people didn't really have it was almost like an awkwardness especially in that first episode of like them just sitting there like they didn't sure, have that yeah. chemistry that they get later on but it grew on me it's just still not something that i think i would go watch myself although i did see some of it with michelle and she liked it so i probably will end up seeing more of it because of that I'm glad your girlfriend has taste. So I guess let's move into like the general makeup of the show. Uh, so like I said, it's a comedy British uh, panel show. Generally, there's like five contestants, two hosts. One is the Taskmaster, Greg Davies. And the other one is his assistant, Alex Horn. Alex Horn is the creator of the show as well. and. As it's called Taskmaster, the contestants, who are all comedians or actors or, you know, TV personalities of some kind, are, have to perform tasks. But those tasks are pre-recorded uh, before the uh, actual TV recording, where there's an audience. And each episode has a prize task, where there's a theme, and each contestant has to bring something that belongs to that theme. So one of the themes was 
the best dinner party guest. So each conte- uh, contestant had to bring bring someone to be the best uh, dinner party guest, and the winner would have a dinner party with all those guests. So you had to get someone that was willing to do that as well. I didn't really think about it when I was watching it. <laughs> just like I mean. You know what I mean? They can't just show up for the episode. They have to have this dinner party. Or is it just in that moment? Are they doing it on the stage? Like, okay, you're going to go up there and you're going to have the dinner party with them right now. I I feel maybe, but I also feel like they maybe actually had a dinner afterwards. Yeah, but it's probably everyone, not just them. You think? Oh, maybe, maybe. Who knows? (laughs) Like, it's... It's a little hard to say now that you bring it up. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think about that. (laughs) The only reason I say um, that they maybe did have like a dinner party afterwards Mm. was one of the contestants uh, decided that Greg Davies would be the best dinner party guest. And Greg Davies, the host, went, well, I'm going to put you last place because I'm not sure if I'm going to (laughs) attend. Like, trust me, if I go, I'll be the best one there, but I'm not sure if I'm going. So, well, before we like keep going, because you keep saying the contestants, the content, why don't you list off the contestants? Sure. All these people are British. So, if you don't recognize the names, like John, did you recognize any names here? I think a couple, or maybe not the names. I feel like I've seen their faces in something before. Like a couple of people. Greg Davies was on Doctor Who at one point, I believe. Yes. And maybe Doc Brown? Was Doc Brown on Doctor Who? Or was John someone? Someone, I was like, these faces look familiar. Uh, I think Doc Brown might have been on Doctor Who. Like when I was looking him up, I think like I saw a Doctor Who credit. Well, that's how I would recognize them. It's not like I've seen their stand-up comedy or something. I've seen them in like either right. a, a small role on a show or something like that. Not, you know, don't know them by name. Uh, but the contestants were Doc Brown, Joe Wilkinson, John Richardson, Catherine Ryan, and Richard Osman. Uh, so Doc Brown is like a singer, songwriter, actor, comedian. Joe Wilkinson, John Richardson, Catherine Ryan are all comedians and have been on, I've seen them on other panel shows as well. And Richard Osman is, I believe, a comedian, but is mostly known for like uh, being a TV uh, host or presenter for uh, different British shows. So were there any for you, John, that you kind of clung to in the beginning? Uh, I mean, easily, Joe was my favorite. Like, I just thought he was the funniest. Uh, I noted multiple times that he was the only reason I was liking the show up to a point. Um, he's just a clown. Like, he's just funny. I, I there was I at first I was like, are these people actually funny? Like, I I wasn't you know <laughs> finding it that entertaining, but he was always funny. With that said, like people grew on me they are funny you know they're all comedians for a reason oh, they, yeah. they are funny i just needed to like see them in more situations and also maybe like learn their sense of humor because they're not obviously they're all different um yeah i would say joe is definitely more like 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 you said the clown yeah he, like, he's very see the humor right away he it's physical he's um He's uh like very dramatic about it, you know, like he 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 wants the attention, it feels like, you know, so he's like bigger <laughs> in a way. He has a bigger presence. Everybody else is kind of more low key, like maybe a drier humor or something. Yeah, like I would say uh for Joe Wilkinson, like the first prize uh task was bring your most important document. And Joe Wilkinson brought in his marriage license. Where he even has the story where he says he told his wife he was going to bring it. She said no, and he brought it anyway. And just the way he was able to, like, tell it, it was humorous. Yeah. He was a joy to listen to. Yeah. I, with him, like, loved him for his comedy, but pretty much almost immediately I was rooting against him. Because, A, he is a clown, but B, that was just the funniest outcome every time. 
as you yeah. quickly learn. <laughs> um, yeah, he he did not do well in the series. Just let's just say, <laughs> uh, he was definitely the one that uh, didn't take the tasks as seriously as some of the others. So like Doc Brown, John Richardson, I would put them as like very much the like straight men of the group. Like they uh, took on the tasks headlong, did the best of their ability in a straightforward fashion. I would say Catherine Ryan was definitely a wild card. Uh, Like the more I think about it, I think she might be uh, my favorite throughout. Uh, And actually... Uh, she has a comedy show on, like a stand-up comedy show on Netflix. I think she has two. I've watched one of them. I definitely enjoyed it. I need to watch the second one. And just to also throw it out there, Greg Davies has a stand-up show on Netflix as well, which was really good as well. People should watch those. <laughs> and then Richard Osman was definitely like uh, the creative one who saw like loopholes in the tasks. Yeah. I guess that is an interesting part. Like, forget about their sense of humor for a second. It's just like seeing them react differently to different situations where not only so Richard, like you said, he's creative. He he always thought of the like what is either the easiest way or like just a different way of doing this than what your initial instinct would be, you know? I mean, maybe for him that wasn't the case. Maybe for him that is his initial instinct, is these other things. But the every time he solved something, I was like, I I definitely wouldn't have thought of that, you know? To give an example, uh, one of the tasks was to put these uh, exercise uh, bouncy balls onto a yoga mat on top of a hill. And it was a pretty tall hill, actually, now that I think about it. So everyone else, they grabbed the balls to the best of their abilities, kicking them up the hill, stuff like that. Uh, Richard Osman walked up the hill grabbed the yoga mat, came back down, put it on the floor, and put the balls on top of it. And they had to go to a uh, lexicon. What's the term for someone who knows words? Is it lexicon? I I don't know. (laughs) They went to an expert on words (laughs) to just be like, did he cheat? And it came back like, no, you could, the way the task was written, you could take that as a way to complete it. Yeah. And and he does stuff like that, you know, every other, I feel like, you know, task. Um, yes. And then, I mean, I feel like we should do that maybe for each one, right? Like, give an example that explains kind of, like, how they would approach something. So, like, you, you said Catherine's one of your favorites. Like, one of the things I liked about her is that she had, like, no shame or fear about, like, tackling, you know, something a certain way. Whatever was going to get it done. That she was totally fine. She was just trying to win, you know? So like the thing that comes to mind for me with that is the, where they had to order the pizza. Right. And you have to order the pizza without saying, you know, several words that you need, <laughs> you know, in our mind like to, to pizza, to, cheese, pepperoni, bacon. like, or uh, bacon. That's what it was. It wasn't pepperoni. Right? Yeah. And you couldn't say these words. So, you're trying to get the other person to say it so you can confirm it because you want the pizza. It's whoever gets the pizza delivered the most correctly wins. Yes. But she would literally just sit there acting like she was just like dumb and didn't know what these were and trying to describe it in. And then once they go like bacon. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, The thing that melts cheese oh my god yes i totally forgot you know like and i was just like i could never do that like i would want to kill myself in that situation yeah i think she was even like i'm not from here (laughs) yeah but she speaks perfect english so i don't know where you would live that (laughs) you don't know what cheese you forget the word cheese yeah and then also there's like times where there was a task to eat the egg the quickest um and she saw it she's like everyone all the other contestants are boys, so she felt like the fact that she didn't eat it right away, just raw, she she just assumed everyone else did that. So she's like, you know what? I already lost. I'm <laughs> bowing out. I'm not going to do the disgusting thing. Even though she had a sip of it, it was weird. <laughs> but she's definitely like, you don't know which way she's going to go. Is she going to go hard? Is she going to go middle? 
Is she just going to bow out and be ridiculous about it? I don't know. I love her. And I love her comedy routine as well. <laughs> the next person I'll mention is Doc Brown. Uh, like I was saying, he was like the straightforward kind of person. And I'll go with the, the uh, canal task, I guess. Uh, they had a shopping cart uh, across this canal. And on their side, they had a bunch of like grocery items like cans, uh, f- uh, French bread, stuff like that. And they had to put all the items into the shopping cart. This man fucking starts throw, uh, like tossing these things, trying to get into the shopping cart. And then he jumps into the canal, runs across, jumps over the wall to get to the shopping cart. So he can put all the stuff he missed into the shopping cart. And right when he finishes, he looks to the right of him. There's a bridge. He looks to the left of him. There's a bridge. And he's just like, I didn't, I could have just, I could have ran across the bridge. I didn't have to go through the canal at all. And like, that's how straightforward of a thinker Doc Brown was (laughs) a lot of the time. Like to the point where it maybe hurt him. Uh, especially getting the best points. So I, I guess all we have left is John. And I, you know, the more I think about it, I have a soft spot for him. Well, it's not because we have the same name. <laughs> it's, but it's, I just, I feel like if I were on one of these shows, which I don't think I could ever do one, to be honest, I would be more uh, like I him. I one so bad. <laughs> I mean, maybe if you do one, I can, I can, I'll, I'll tag along. But I just, I can't be out there on my own, I feel like. <laughs> Um, he reminded me of myself the most just because his anxiety was so clear. Like you could see it, yes. and I'm like, that's how I would feel in all these situations. I'd be like, oh god, like I have to do this. And sometimes you just see his face, like the realization of what he has to do to get this done, and he just wants to die. And then he's like, okay, I'll do it. So like, I I I'm thinking right now of like when they had to impress the. Um, what was the the official? The like, mayor. The, oh yeah, the mayor. They had to impress a mayor. To contrast, like Catherine came in and did like a rap and had a whole suit. Like she didn't care, right? Um, for him, he <laughs> he didn't know what to do. And he first he shows a picture of what was it a pistachio eclair, and I I don't know <laughs> why he did that, but um, but then he realized. I'm going to have to sing right now. I'm going to have to do, you know, something like that perform. And he sings, he puts himself out there. Um, and you could tell it was very uncomfortable for him. It was hilarious though, because then the mayor goes, says something to the effect, like the eclair was more impressive or something. <laughs> but you just see that throughout the thing is just his, like his nerves come up and like, just be like, ah, yeah. I got to buckle down and do it. So like, yeah, I have a soft spot for the fact that he did it though. You know, like he went and he did it and he went for it. Sometimes, you know, he really went for it. It even showed during like um, where the recording in the studio um, and I think it was the mayor task. He's like, wait, are are you really going to show it? And they're like, yeah. So he got up and left or like acted like he was leaving. Like, I can't I can't watch this because (laughs) he knows how embarrassing it is. Uh, we, We did mention Joe, but we actually didn't like give a task example of like I, I i have a good one for him i we're gonna have to give him two one of his best example and one of his many many disappointing examples uh should we go disappointing or best first i'll say disappointing first uh we're let's go with the nursery rhyme <laughs> uh, <laughs> So the task was to make like a music video to a nursery rhyme. And the other contestants did wonderful jobs. But Joe did um did a farming song like it wasn't like uh Old MacDonald had a farm or was it? Pretty much. Old MacDonald had a farm, E I E I O. But it was more like there's a duck and then you oh, go yeah. quack quack or something like that yeah it's just like uh, there's man. a pig yeah similar yeah. uh so he just did it monotone he had alex the uh horn the taskmaster assistant like dress up like the different animals and like uh go below the scene and come up with like a uh, chicken hat stuff like that but he wasn't even singing 
this motherfucker. Alex Horn did more work. Just saying. Uh, and it was even called out later on. Uh, apparently, he got the song wrong. <laughs> I, I it, It's just like, yeah, man. Didn't say the words correctly. Didn't sing it. Didn't put any like effort into like the actual video. Meanwhile, people, other people had like fully produced like music videos, or you know, they did like animation or, or stop motion or so, something like that, or, or wrote the song themselves. You know, yeah. Um, when when you when you say though, like like you know, this high point that you're going to talk about, are you going to talk about where he still lost in that first one, or like an actual high point? The only high point I can think of is the potato toss. So where he still lost? <laughs> no, no, no. That that that's what I was thinking, and, and that's that's in the first episode, um, which is why I think this is a strong episode. No, you know, I I don't know. Like maybe I was just not in the mood to watch it when I watched it because I did end up rewatching the first episode because Michelle hadn't oh, okay. seen the first episode, and I liked it more than when I watched it the first time. Um. But yeah, that first episode wasn't my favorite initially, but that was my favorite moment the whole series. Yes. Um, yes. So the task is that uh, they have to toss a potato into like a hole, but there's a red, um, what well, they kept calling it the red green <laughs> because it's like golf. Yeah. Um, yeah, but and you it's can't uh, step on really it. a carpet. Yeah. You can't step on it. So, you know, you see all these other people like they're, either come up with a way to push it in or they're tossing it and pulling it back and uh oh that's a funny mo uh, moment for Catherine as well though right like she figures that she can lift it from underneath but then instead yeah. of just doing that the whole way and just placing it she just used that to get it back and and try again well she respected the game that's her claim <laughs> i mean you still moved it you know um <laughs> uh but with joe We've seen this drawn out situation with everyone else. Like time is lapsing or whatever. With him, he gets a hole in one, tosses it, goes right in. Bam, easy. It was like thirty seconds. Yeah, and they sh they save him for last, right? And they show that the audience loves it. The other contestants are in disbelief. He's lapping it up. He's like, you know, standing up, putting his arms up. Like, of course, you know, like I de I'm deserving of this basking of praise. Like it's just <laughs> he's really living the moment. They're, they're praising him, you know, they're, it's just like, so good. And uh, Greg Davies goes, I mean, it was so good, we need to watch it again. And so they watch it again, and again, and again, and each time it zooms in, zooms in to his foot, and you see that just like the edge of his shoe is on the red green, which you cannot touch. So it's, you know, he didn't, he didn't do it, you know, you were supposed to not stand on it. Um, and so, but seeing that, like, they let him build himself up again, he's a clown, so he's <laughs> leaning into it. He's, he's high, like, he's high off of this right now. You know, he feels great. It's such a good moment. Yeah. And then they say things like, I did it 15 times 17. right afterwards. Yeah. They, they said, yeah, Oh, yeah, you yeah. made it look so easy. Did it another 17 times right after. <laughs> and you just see him get crushed. Doesn't he walk off the set? Like, <laughs> no, no. I, I think he, like, I think he does like stand up and he's like pacing. Uh, but the best part, the best part was like Greg Davies is like, you know, sometimes it is, isn't fun to be the taskmaster. <laughs> and Joe like begs him, please don't take it away from he, me. He gets on his knees, crawls over to him. <laughs> but, but, but the way he says it too, like, again, I, you know, he we've been describing it. him as larger, you know, than life in this way. Like he, when he's got his comedy going, he's just like playing himself so big. Not only is he on the ground and like very small, but he's like, please don't take it away. Like he's talking meekly. Like he's begging like, oh my God, it's so good. Because this is the task um, in the episode where what he put up was his marriage license. So if he loses, he loses his marriage license. <laughs> and it's great. Like, I think it was Greg Davies that's just like, hey, man, it's okay. It's not like you're going back to an empty home. <laughs> but yeah, that was definitely like his highlight, the highlight of the series. Um, Greg actually gives him a chance in that moment. He says that he'll leave it up to the contestants. Yeah. And then the contestants made Joe leave the room. And uh, they ended up being split 50-50, where Doc Brown and John Richardson 
said he shouldn't get it, and the other two, Catherine and Richard, said he should get it. They just thought it was impressive. Like they were like, if if I had done that, I would want the points. That was their thinking. Yeah. And like I think Doc Brown had the most reasoning to it, which was if you analyze it enough, those like couple centimeters he had, uh if he did the shot exactly the same minus those centimeters it would have bounced off the rim of the hole but he said it more lyrically and beautifully honestly (laughs) and so they brought joe wilkinson back and they had to tell him like they couldn't come to a concession uh they couldn't come to a yeah and uh that he had to be disqualified and and what 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 was the way that Greg Davies said it though? Oh, just that he was gonna get no points, right? And then, yeah. but then Doc Brown goes, um, "What what did he that's say?" That's harsh. Oh yeah, yeah that's, that's harsh. harsh. I, but he was the one that gave like the actual reason why he shouldn't get it. <laughs> Maybe he assumed he'll get like last place place or something, but not. Nah, it, it was a he broke the rules. It's a disqualification. Oh okay, I, I see. What, with- I see what you're saying, but but still, the way he said it, he knew he was. Because he knew the audience had just heard what he had just said. <laughs> and then even John, like John goes like, yeah, I mean, you know, we tried. And then he like points over to the other two, the ones that actually <laughs> tried to get him to get his points. Oh, <laughs> uh, it, it's and, you know, like the best part of that whole moment, it's it's everyone on stage interacting with each other. Like while the tasks are these fun moments, um, they are definitely the on uh studio recording i think is like the best part where you see like this like bond being formed amongst them like sometimes you would think like it would be like antagonizing bond but really it's just like these motherfuckers made us all do these tasks we're bonding over this shit now (laughs) so i you know i said my favorite was joe but then i was like oh you know now i think about maybe it was john and then i think originally you were going to go with joe but then you were like oh i don't know maybe it was Catherine." do do you like when you think of the whole series like do you have like a final pick you can like is it Catherine? you know what i think it is uh which is funny because i think when i went into the show i like i liked Catherine, Mm. but she wasn't like my favorite among the panelists like i knew john richardson from eight out of cat uh eight out of ten cats and stuff like that and i knew joe from that as well so i thought like one of those two but i like the way Catherine. uh she i would say generally she would give like a hundred percent to doing the tasks um her only detriment is like sometimes she she's like rules that is as written like kind of a person yeah like the whole respecting the game for the potato toss stuff like that uh which but i i'm not sure if that is exactly what happened then or if she just you know didn't even think about it at the yeah moment. <laughs> that was more what i felt yeah <laughs> but also just the way she tackled a lot of the tasks like she didn't even consider like for the egg task um that she could cook it like the other contestants did like she was just like no i already failed because i didn't just she just thought that was so time consuming that there was no way they were all gonna do it i don't know that she thought they were all gonna you know actually eat it raw but she's like someone had to have so then that's what made her go like just forget it Uh, richard did actually though didn't he yeah yeah Yeah. so i mean i guess you know they the thing is you know they make it they they put her after the people who cooked it because you know that it was just more funny to show like oh you just thought so lowly of these guys and no they actually went in and like made a meal (laughs) um but you know the fact that joe did but hmm? well joe made a meal (laughs) but you know what i mean like they they cooked it in some way but but with uh richard since he actually did do that she was right technically you know i mean i guess you could say she could have got some points you know instead of going you know with nothing but she was right that she couldn't win the task because someone was gonna you know just drink it (laughs) when when i think about them i like i said like i have a soft spot you know for john 
But I think Joe still just is my favorite. Like when I just think of the funniest moments, you know, he was making me laugh from the beginning when I wasn't sure if I was going to enjoy the show at all. And then even right. as even as I got more into it and liked all the different contestants, he still just he makes it funny. And then again, like I said, after a point, well, actually, I say after a point, but really it was a f- total flip within the first episode. I was rooting for him and then I was rooting against him for the rest of the series. That was what I was more focused on. I wasn't even focused on who was going to win. I was focused on Ken. How many times can he, Joe come in last? <laughs> like, that was pretty much what I wanted to see. So I was just like following him in that way. What about the tasks? Like, um, well, what was your favorite prize task? Uh, it would have to either be, uh, you know what? I'm going to go with the dinner party guest prize because that was the most different. Uh, the other ones, it's like more bringing an item. That one had like a different, uh, it was just different and it introduced like some fun comedy where like John Richardson put up the Taskmaster as the best dinner party guest. Um, uh, Joe fucking brought in this bodybuilder guy <laughs> and it's like, how do you know him? We go to the same gym. It's just... <laughs> It was it was a fun moment, uh, I guess. And then at the end, where they're all sitting together because they had all the dinner party guests there, it was fun. You, you want to know something funny? Again, I started with oh, I didn't feel the first episode. I keep going back to the first episode now. I think that prize task was my favorite. The important documents, just because it kind of, yes. especially because Joe put up his marriage license. Not only because it was funny. But I was like, oh, there's actual stakes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they, they could actually lose something important. Like, I mean, I'm sure, like, you know, the person who wins it just gives it back or whatever. But, like, the fact that you're putting that out there, like, you know, this is what I'm willing to give up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, what were the other items? Like, oh, the, the two, the two um, Guinness World Records. Uh, Yep. Like, I wasn't impressed with the Guinness World Records, but it led to, like, you know, comedy. Like, a, a recurring joke is how short John is, right? So his was for um, having the, like, what was the highest altitude, like, comedy show or something, because he did one on a plane. Yeah. Um, but then Joe goes, well, did anyone else perform with you? And then, you know, when he, like, says who else was present, he's like, well, they're all taller than you. So, like, like pretty much, like, any of those people should be the record holder, not you. <laughs> um what was Catherine's and uh, doc brown's doc brown was a like from high school like lyric book oh yeah yeah he had yeah i thought that was nice like that was like just the fact that he had that yeah (laughs) um and Catherine was oh i think she brought in like a plane ticket for like a first class plane ride to like it was prepaid and it could go anywhere and it was like a plus one. So it was like a genuine prize. Yeah. You know, people would want it. Yeah. I yeah. she got third place, I think. The the other <laughs> the uh, the other one that I liked um is similar, which was the piece of memorabilia. So I guess I just like the idea that it's something important to the contestant or they put some thought into it. Like the Guinness World Records ones from the previous one, it's like that's what they were willing to give up. So, you know, they didn't go as hard, obviously, someone as Joe. Like, they're like, well, if I'm going to lose it forever, this is all I'm really willing to give up. But, like, <laughs> um, like the memorabilia one, I remember John put up uh, the, the, what kind of coin was it? Ro- was it Roman coin? Yeah. Like it was yeah, a Roman yeah. coin. And I thought it was so cool. But, you know, they looked up that it was worthless. Like, it didn't, you know, it didn't, it wasn't worth anything. You could buy a bunch for, like, a dollar or something. And yeah. and they just kind of like shit on it, even though he like gave a whole story of how he found it and how he thought it was so cool. And they were just like, no, get out of here. It sucks. Uh, the other prize task I liked was the blue, the coolest blue uh, item. Mm-hmm. Only because I learned that blue can be used for like filthy or like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's probably a better word I can't think of right now. No, filthy. It's like a yeah no it was like a crude thing crude yeah. I think crude is probably r- more correct where uh where Joe brought in like a sex uh novel yeah and uh John <laughs> brought in this pig magnet <laughs> um where 
it's a pig. It's like from some kind of vacation and he's holding a book. And when you open the book, it's the pig having sex with like two different women. Mm -hmm. And it's very graphic. (laughs) And I'm really glad I paid for the, uh, the taskmaster app. Uh, actually I did the free trial. I haven't paid for it yet. Um, because everything on YouTube is censored or bleeped out in one way or another while the app is uncensored and great. I I didn't know blue meant that either until that, like, I don't know. I'm just like trying to figure out how I haven't heard that on like a show, a British show or something. Maybe I haven't. I just didn't know. And it wasn't meaningful enough for me to like, go look it up. Yeah. I feel like someone I like, I've like heard like some kind of saying that's like, oh, that's a bit blue or something like that. But it, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I feel like you're right, but I, I just didn't either. I didn't put together the context clues. Regardless, I didn't look it up. Like, I just didn't. It yeah. just didn't matter. Um, I, I, I did watch it on YouTube, but I will say that, like, if anyone's listening and they want to watch it, just just watch it on YouTube. Because, like, yeah, y- you're right. Like, they, they took out, they censored it, but there's not much to censor. To begin with. So you're not going to be missing really anything. And you get the idea. What was your favorite live shows? I thought that was the weakest part of the uh, series. Yeah. Uh, let me look at this fucking list. Um, uh, I guess the rabbit throw. Okay. The only thing I remember from that, like, again, the live shows are just not great. So not very memorable. Um, I, I feel I feel like they are maybe more fun as an audience member. Yeah, I I could see that. Like, yeah, being there, you're seeing them, you know, looking kind of ridiculous. Um, but for the rabbit throw, like, uh, John actually like did it. You know, I guess that was one of the you know he did it straightforward, yeah. but like he actually was kind of impressive with how many he was yeah, able to the, catch. Yeah, the task was they each had like a hat with like a false top, and their hands were cuffed, so they had to like grab these uh, stuffed rabbits, and the way you would assume they would do it was throw the rabbits in the air and then try to catch it with the hats uh and john was the only one to actually do that the others like took the hats off and was like trying to scoop them in yeah cuters i I will say that um again it's hard to have a favorite live task because they just they just didn't resonate especially you know um but since again i was rooting against joe uh one of my favorite moments in a live show was the potato tower that they had to build so they had to use like uh like right. fries and pota- like all the you know potato stuff to to build something as high as they could and joe clearly had you know the tallest one and it collapses like right before the end but i think you pointed you know out to me that it wouldn't have counted anyways because he was touching it yeah the task was um you can't be uh keeping your hands on it to keep it structured um and they gave like uh last like 10 and 5 seconds and they took a picture at the last second uh and all of them were actually holding up their towers except for uh Doc Brown I believe yeah and his was just a mound he just like kind of yeah. mashed in and i mean it was smart cuz he won it was yeah. sturdy i mean it was like potatoes and like waffle potatoes or something like that which i was unfamiliar with those. Yeah, I, I never heard of that. I never seen that until that. So for like the pre-recorded tasks, uh, well, do you, our favorite wait, ones. Before you go there, do you want to do pre-recorded uh, or team first? Oh, yes, that's a good point. We didn't even mention the team stuff. I'll say mine first because I, I so I actually don't remember every single thing that was made um, for the taskmaster. I just remembered that my favorite one was because it was just unhinged. It was just ridiculous where, um, who was the group even? Like, I'm really blanking on that. For the DIY, uh, well, I mean, the groups are always the same. It's uh, Doc Brown, Catherine Ryan, and Joe Wilkinson. And the other team is John uh, Richardson and Richard Osman. So John and Richard made a tickle station. And from the very beginning, that's not what it started off as. Um, no. But they didn't know they didn't know what it was from the beginning. It's just almost immediately they tie up. Um, why am I blanking? Alex Horn. Yeah, Alex Horn. And it's just he just looks like he's like kidnapped. 
And then they're trying to figure out something around that. And so then they end up building like something that's like a covering for Alex Horn and the person behind him. And they can just tickle him. And no one knows what's happening because they're both just in this, you know, contraption. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> so it just made me laugh because how, what, like, what was going on in their brains when they were doing this? That, that's a good question. And, and, but the, 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 the fact that, like, it was that team, too. Like, John and Richard are the ones that came up with this. <laughs> Not, not only that, like, uh, John Richardson uh, was, like, trying to be, like, the announcer, but he was putting on a weird accent where some people thought it was, like, Mexican, um, a stereotype Mexican, where I, I think I told you it sounded more like um, Russian Mexican to me. Yeah. It was weird. It was weird. He was trying to hide his, like, how he looked because I guess they were also still kind of going with the hostage situation <laughs> it was weird um the other group um doc uh joe and Catherine, uh made a tiki bar which was okay uh the probably best bit about that though was the fact that joe didn't um, want to do it <laughs> joe fucking hated the task <laughs> and it, it it's understandably why they were given a bunch of shit that didn't really it's like the leftovers from ikea you know nothing really fit together with with each other and they had to use gaffer tape and they show the first clip where they're like going through the ideas and finally getting to a tiki bar and then they show the supercut of joe just being so mad and salty and calling everything horseshit <laughs> yeah like they, they had a montage of him just being upset <laughs> And he, he, multiple and times he goes like, does he say like, I don't remember exactly what he says, but he's like, this is bullshit, right? Like, I what I don't remember what's the exact phrasing. It wasn't that, but like he just kept he saying like, it. He was like, um, uh, am I the only one who thinks this is horse shit? Like this yeah, is think, horse shit, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Something and, like that. And the other two are kind of ignoring him because they're just like, we just want to get this done. <laughs> Where Catherine was straight up like trying to come up with something. And Doc Brown was just like following her lead. Uh, but like also like the best part was like when they show that supercut, first of all, Joe is laughing his ass off, going like, I was so angry. I don't know why. I was just so angry. And Doc Brown is there going like, Oh, when you showed the first the first time, I just thought you guys cut that out. I didn't mm. yeah, no, Joe was mad. <laughs> Like, I guess he thought, like, oh, we were just going to pretend that didn't happen. This is a happy show. Nope. Uh, my favorite team task was the uh, same teams, but they had to bring in a, a contestant from series of uh, the first season. Uh, Josh Wibicum. Uh I'm just going to call him Josh from now on. <laughs> uh, and he went on John and Richard's team. So it was uh, two teams of three. And the task was one person was blind, one person was deaf with uh, headphones on, and one person could not speak. And they were each in different... Uh, what, what do you call those uh, buildings? Gazebos? Sure. I don't know. I know what you're talking about, but... They were different not, like roof structures. Yeah. Pretty much a gazebo. Or, like, if you've ever been to a park where they have, like, picnic tables and, like, a covering, the, stuff mm -hmm. like that. And they were decently put apart from each other. Yeah. Like, a good, I don't know, 30 feet, something like that. And the person who could not speak had to tell the deaf person that they needed a potato. The deaf person had to tell the blind person to get a potato, which they had, like, a... A uh, basket full of different vegetables and things, and then the the deaf person had to guide the blind person uh, from to walk from their structure to the uh, mute person to give them the potato. I like this one a lot because it was a very a very like detailed thing to do all mm -hmm. at once, and also I I kind of like that they brought Josh back 
you know, for this little cameo kind of thing. Yeah, I even d- though I, I, you didn't know him. No, I had no he- idea. Um, but I, I really liked that task. Um, I, I, I was like interested in like how they were gonna do it, and it was easier, I guess, than I thought because I thought like somebody wasn't gonna complete it or somebody was gonna bring the wrong object, you know, to the end. But also, I was thinking about being the person who was blindfolded, and I was like, I would. That's another. I would have anxiety being that person because, like you said, yeah. they're decently distanced. So you—that's a long time, in my opinion, to be walking. Unless you're already blind and you're just used to it, like that's just like I don't know, like <laughs> that I want to do that. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like they had like a walking stick or anything. You just have like, to go I off that Josh person's voice. Had his arms like outstretched. Yeah, and uh, I think it was uh Richard like telling him like you can go quicker. There's nothing in front of you. It's okay. Keep going. Keep going. And, and that um task, that team task, was in one of my favorite episodes i thought it was a really strong episode that had the prize task that was your favorite with the dinner party guests that had right. the impress the mayor you know um and then it had that team task and it also had the rabbit live show so like a lot of the you know each part of the show was like one of the stronger parts of the series from that standpoint you know what i mean yeah that was uh, episode three <clears throat> yeah. for people who didn't watch the show for some reason so I guess the only thing we haven't talked about is what is your favorite pre-recorded task or at least a couple? Oh god. That's tough. It, yeah, we're going to have to go with a I, couple. I think if they've changed like each time I've tried to pick, I think it's changed. Uh the first one I'm going to go with is um they had to talk to a Swedish person who could only talk in Swe- uh Swedish and they had to ask them like uh they each had the same list of questions. So stuff like, what does your father do? Or um, describe me, and then they have to figure out how he's describing them. And it's a fun one, because first of all, Joe hates Swedish people, apparently. None of them could speak Swedish. Uh, and they were having him, like, try to act out, like, these things. Uh, I think uh, Richard was trying to have him spell out words. Uh, but at first, the Swedish person was spelling them out in Swedish, so it didn't even help him. It was a very, f- like, fun task. And then Catherine comes in and goes like, I know a Danish person. It's it's probably the same thing. Calls them up and was able to actually get a decent translation done. Well, first off, that is a great task. And again, it's from the first episode, so I still... I, I think I didn't give it enough credit, you know, when I watched it the first time. But I'm really struggling to pick my favorite task. For for like a while, it was also in the first one, which was just that potato task we talked about earlier, just for the comedy, like and the drama yeah. of that moment. But like <laughs> as far as like the tasks themselves, like I thought the uh in the last episode, um, where they had to build the highest freestanding bridge. Oh yes, the model like landscape. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, it was fun watching them do it, but also knowing that there was way better options if they paid attention, or or in John's case, just thought about what he just said, because <laughs> they had a boat, um, where it said on the boat in Spanish underneath the table and he knew that yeah. immediately he he goes he turns to alex and says oh you know do you know what that means he said it he said like underneath the table and he's like do you know what that means and then alex goes yeah and then he says good and then goes back to what he was doing <laughs> well he thought the boat was just called underneath the table <sighs> come on man but also like it- that wasn't the only clue to that no. as well. There was like um, a light switch that if you hit it in front of the table, it said underneath the table. Um, there's above the door frame. Uh, it reads underneath the table. And uh, Richard Osman is like really a tall. tall motherfucker. Yeah. In fact, when they show him, it's right behind <laughs> him in plain view. Like, yeah. <laughs> The advantage would be so like what they had on the top was like rubber bands and like just stuff that it was tough to make a rubber bridge band, with. spaghetti, gum, right? Uh, the matches, the straws, and the matches. Yeah, yeah. Um, but underneath the table was like actual supplies. They had like glue uh, and like wood and like you know they, they I think duct tape. 
maybe yeah they could they could make a you know legit bridge easy strong you know there was just funny moments too like so where Catherine goes this is where everyone's gonna see how smart i am and she can't even complete the task um she had the right idea though she was trying to you know make triangles but the problem was the rubber bands like she was trying to use rubber bands um, i don't even think that was there were multiple issues honestly that i think about it because she pretty much made two pyramids yeah (laughs) and then the rubber like even like even let's just say the rubber band was taut there was nothing to hold down the The, pyramids because they were made out of straw (laughs) right but maybe if if she was closer, like maybe if she could make the rubber bands, t- like maybe if she saw, okay, this is sturdy when I hold it, she would have figured out a way to hold it, you know? But the thing is, she, it was just such a mess that she was just like, this just isn't happening. Um, <laughs> but it's funny because like that idea actually, you know, works out, not the way she did it, but just like trying to make, you know, I mean, he does arches, not triangles, but when Joe folds yeah. the cards, puts a rubber band, I don't even think he was thinking about it. I think he just did it. And then realized what he just did. Because <laughs> then yeah. he says, they're strengthened arches. <laughs> and it feels, well, he, it, he like, seems like he made a discovery. <laughs> yeah, like literally he folds up the playing cards and then he's like feeling them and goes like, there's strength there. <laughs> there's, oh, oh, oh. And, he starts- <laughs> and, and, and it sucks because he actually, I think, makes probably the best bridge. Yeah. But doesn't win because John made one where he stuck the matches into the potato to lift it up just that bit higher. Yeah, but but, but that was great too. It's in a way I was actually kind of hoping he won that one because he finally did something good. But then him losing also was still like perfect at the same time. <laughs> he probably still got like second place, honestly. Oh yeah, but yeah, that was that, I think that was probably right now. You know, every time yeah. I think about it, it's different. But right now, that's probably my favorite um, pre-recorded task. But another great one: the contestants minus John had to make tasks for John. Oh, yeah. So John was the only one not making the task. He just had to do the task that the other contestants made, and he didn't even know. He just thought these were yeah. He just thought these tasks. were the tasks. Also, I don't think the contestants knew that John was going to do it. They were just told to make a task. Oh, okay. And given like a <laughs> I, rule I set. That. But either way, it, it was just hilarious. Especially them watching it. Like when John realizes he's the only one doing tasks. <laughs> <laughs> and the way like the points were given out was for each. Uh, John had to guess who wrote which tasks. So each correct answer got him a point. And each person that fooled him would get a point. He got them all right, though. Yeah. Uh, the tasks, just to go through them really quick, were um, do a makeup tutorial, show your strength, to perform like some kind of classical orchestra or some shit using just your mouth and cheeks, banging your cheeks to make that like popping noise. <laughs> he did good on that one. Yeah, he did great. <laughs> And uh, the last one was to enjoy the most out of a stand-up show from Greg Davies, which that was probably the weakest out of all the tasks. Yeah, that task was in episode four, which also was another strong episode. Like I said, like I said, the first two episodes when I first watched it, right, didn't like right. come together for me. Uh, but in the third episode was really strong. And the fourth episode was really strong. So I really started to get more into it in that episode. Two other tasks. Well, one, the team task to construct something for the Taskmaster was also in that. But the two other pre-recorded tasks were uh, they had to rescue a cat out of a tree. Mm-hmm. And they had to conceal a pineapple on their person. And I thought those were entertaining. So that was like a really good strength. That was three tasks back to back to back that were like really yeah, fun to watch. Yeah. Um, with the cat one, it was funny just like seeing them. Because they were supposed to have the cat unharmed, right? Right. But most of them immediately like start hurling shit at the cat to try and knock it out of the tree because they realize it's not a real cat. The only one who was careful with it was Catherine. Well, Richard was careful too. He just didn't complete it. He ended up giving no. up, um, which I thought was, I thought I was a little disappointed actually that Richard, on that one, there was so many other, you know, that's the one that you give up on. That was weird. I, I wonder how long he was there to begin with. Because if he was already there for like 30 minutes, 
Oh, it was 45 minutes. Oh, okay, then. <laughs> it was there for 45 minutes. And then the thing he made in that 45 minutes... Broke. <laughs> broke. So he was probably like, uh, hypothetically, <laughs> I'm spending another 45 minutes to get this fake cat out of a tree. <laughs> but why couldn't he just reach and grab it? So damn tall. <laughs> I think Greg Davies actually says that. He, he's, I, he, he also made jokes about him being tall the whole time. It was either John yeah. being short or Richard being tall or Joe being an absolute clown. Actually, I think Catherine even made a joke like while doing the task. She's like, this is so unfair. Oh, okay. Richard is just going to grab the cat right then. <laughs> and then the uh, conceal the pineapple was pretty funny, too. They, they chopped it up and just tried to like strap it around themselves. But who, who was the one that like had a million different places that they put it? John. Okay, so John, uh, yeah, and first off, they made jokes again about how could he have it in that many places when he's so small, <laughs> like how much real estate is he really working with, but he just made it, you know, chopped into so many pieces and put it literally everywhere so that once you realize it could be anywhere, you'll start guessing everywhere and it'll lead to more wrong answers. And it actually was correct, right? He won that one, right? And like, to give an example, like places he's put it, like, um, you know how some jeans have that like tiny little pocket where you put like a key or something in? Yeah. Uh, like apparently you put one there, but then put it in like the right pocket. Uh, another part about that task I liked was um, we, we kind of talked about this, if uh, Alex was playing this up or not, but um, while trying to like guess parts on Catherine Ryan, he was just, he was having a hard time like indicating to like, I guess the breast or the groin. He was just like, the front? <laughs> and Catherine Ryan was just like, you, can you be a bit more, like, where in the front? <laughs> and he was, it generally felt like he was, like, nervous about talking about the female body. To the point, like, even Greg Davies was like, what is with you and the female anatomy? Like, and it, that does, like, kind of gets brought up in other uh, seasons as well. What did Joe do? Oh, Joe. <laughs> he he chopped it up. I think he ate some of it. But he put it in like this plastic bag and then put the plastic bag like behind like in his pants. And at first it was fine, but then he took a step and he realized first of all, a plastic bag is not like sealed. So it's like dripping out on his butt and that area. Uh and I think he put the majority in there like maybe he has like two other places but i remember now when he when he was done and he was walking away he, he was like can you please look away or something as he like yeah. tried to walk and he's walking like he shit himself it was <laughs> oh my god i guess the last thing i uh talk about before we wrap it up is we talk a lot about the contestants but i also how about we talk about greg davies and alex horn and they're like relationship on stage because uh greg davies is uh literally the taskmaster so he gets to decide who gets how many points from five to one or zero so for some of the more obtuse uh ones that can't be calculated with time or something like that like uh the buying the pizza one like because they had to when the pizzas came in he had to deem if that was close enough to what the order was supposed to be mm -hmm. uh, stuff like that. And I enjoy Greg Davies because a, he's a funny man, but also he used to be like a school teacher. So he also has that kind of like a uh, stern presence to it when he needs it, needs it to be. And then there's Alex Horn, who's like the assistant, the administrator. Uh, and he's kind of put into this like, not so much in this season, actually, that I think about it, uh, but he's definitely, uh, in later seasons, it's definitely like like that moment where uh, Alex Horn was asking Greg Davies to be his godfather. Oh, yeah. It was so random. <laughs> and had him sign a piece of paper to be legally his godfather. And Greg Davies was like, so does this mean I have like some control over <laughs> your life or something? And Alex Horn was like, well, I was thinking maybe presents. And Greg was just like, yeah, you can get me presents. That's fine. 
it's more uh, stuff like that where like Greg Davies is like above him in like a structural manner kind of thing. Like, like master to servant kind of thing. Yeah. But not weird. <laughs> and you definitely see that in other series. I think, was it this series where one of the contestants like cursed out like Alex and Greg was like, uh, how did you feel being cursed out? Oh yeah. Or being talked to, being talked and down Alex to says, or something like that. I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. I, oh, like, first of all, he was surprised. Like Greg even asked him his opinion. Yeah. He's like, Oh, uh, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I prefer, it was great. I prefer it actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that uh, was this one. It was probably Joe, right? Probably. <laughs> or maybe John, like it's, so Oh yeah, it could have been Joe. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I definitely love, because, like, while it is, like, the contestants, Alex Horn definitely plays a strong role because he's also there during the pre-recorded tasks. Sometimes he's helping, sometimes he's not helping, and, like I said, he's the creator of the show, and in some ways, I, I think he might be the star of the show, even though, like, the Taskmaster is the ruler of it. Mm-hmm. It's a fun dynamic those two share. Well, he came up um, with it, right? It was his idea you were telling me? Yeah, uh, it was originally for like a comedy festival. Uh, he got like a ridiculous amount of friends to partake in like the doing tasks. Uh, some of them were like, send me a picture of you holding a lemon. And one of them didn't have a lemon. So hold, they held up like an orange or an egg or something like that. One of the tasks was put put the most money in my bank account or something like that. It was less structured, I I think. More like, hey, we're a bunch of friends having fun. But he documented the whole thing. And then at the comedy uh, festival, it was like a slideshow showing like, these were the tasks. These were the contestants. This is what they did. And, you know, showing like the part where like someone held up an egg instead of like a lemon, stuff like that. Was that Um, recorded? Like, is there a way for me to see that? There, it's not great. Um, it's like someone's like cell phone recording. I, I don't or care. Like that. I don't know. That sounds like I it's feel like definitely out there. Yeah, I feel like I would enjoy that actually. Hey, maybe you, me, Steve, Arthel, we get another person. We'll just do it. Oh, just do our own. Yeah. Oh man, I'll be. Yeah, uh, maybe I'll be the taskmaster or something. I don't know. Or you can be the taskmaster. No, nah, you're, you're probably better at judging. <laughs> oh, ju- well, yeah, but I wouldn't be good at coming up with the tasks. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I I think we should maybe like wind this down. Yeah, wrap it up. Yeah. So, like I said, Taskmaster is a great show. It's available on YouTube. Um, I'll you know what? I'll put a link in the description box. Ultimately, I love the show, John. You, it's growing on you. It sounds like it is growing on me. I I was I'm gonna yeah I was gonna say like I'm surprised. Um. Like the more I think back on it, the more like I find it like almost funnier now. Like I said, I don't know, you know, sometimes you just watch something at the wrong time. Well, not not only that, like um, like that that could definitely be the case. It could have also been like you didn't get it, you know. As the show went on, you understood more, uh, and it actually kind of builds on itself because like these inside jokes happen. Uh, the comedians get more comfortable with each other uh, as the episodes go by. So, you know, if you do, let's say, watch series one or any other series, uh, you might now have that understanding to, you know, go into it. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm probably going to end up seeing more because Michelle enjoyed it. So, good. you know, maybe it's just going to be a better experience because like talking about it, yeah, I just, I was like, well, it was funny. There was a lot of interesting tasks, you know? I, I definitely, I mean, to, to be true to my initial reaction, at least, just to, you know, just saying how I felt. Episode three, four, five, I got more and more into it. I enjoyed it. I thought, you know, from be- beginning to end, they were entertaining. Um, and then the first two episodes, like you said, maybe I just didn't get it. Maybe I just, you know, didn't have the right mindset or whatever. Um, but, right. but talking about it now, like I said, I pulled a lot of things from the first episode. So I'm like, well, damn, that was a good episode, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I would recommend it yet because, like, you know, I have to watch it. I think when I watch another series, which, I, like I said, I probably will, I'll let you know <laughs> how I feel about, yeah. you know, watching that one. Uh, but, yeah, I think we're going to wrap it up here. 
Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if you like us, maybe review us on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever podcasting host you're getting this from. If you like us and want more content, we're actually doing some more YouTube stuff where we've uh, been playing Left 4 Dead 2 and Portal 2. We actually played this game called uh, Fuck. D- Democratic Socialist Simulator. Yeah, which is a really fun game. I just want to say, um, like, the people who are listening, like, make sure you actually, like, click like on something. You know, some of these video game stuff, like, yeah, you might not be interested, but just click it and click like for us. Because, like, you know, that might lead it to someone else who would find it entertaining. And Yeah, or if you, or if you know someone who likes video games or any of our topics we do for the podcast, share it with them. Like, let's get more people in here. Let's make me and John be able to quit our jobs. I don't want to talk into a void anymore, James. It's not a void. You're talking to me, buddy. <laughs> I'm saying once we put it out there. I guess. <laughs> no, okay. I, I shouldn't say that. that that's disrespectful yeah. to, to the people who actually regularly listen. And, you know, I thank you guys like for me. that. You're in it. You don't count. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Uh, We also have a bunch of social media accounts like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok for if you want to get as much like updates on everything we do, uh, Facebook and Twitter are probably the best places to go there. Uh, And Instagram and TikTok will have clips from our various things from now and again, but my life is going to get busy soon and I'm the social media manager and the editor and all that stuff. So. We'll see if I can keep up doing clips. Also, all these things is on a link tree, which you can find in our description. All right. So uh, this was us. You have a great day. Bye. Bye.